opportunity to share the word of God. Shall we please pray? Heavenly Father, we are grateful unto you today. Thank you for gathering us unto yourself to reveal yourself to us through the written word. We pray that indeed we'll have an encounter with you. For the word says that to whom to know is life eternal. We pray that even as we hear your word, our hearts indeed will burn us and quicken that we will arise to do your command and your bidding. May your name be praised and be glorified in our midst. Even as your word come, the word of God says that you send forth your word to bring healing and deliverance. Let they that hear the word of God in any bit of their, in any part of their life that is sick or challenged, may they receive healing in the name of Jesus. Come our troubled waters and show us your grace. We are thankful. Give me all trance in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We thank God for this morning, for our second service. And we thank God for what God wants to bring to us. So, this morning, I want to share with you, Go Ye, is my, the title of my message. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, forgive me. Sometimes I want to hear your response to know that you are, with, you are coming along or you are with me. Amen. So, the title or what I'm preaching on, I've entitled it, Go Ye. And you can find it or we can find it in Matthew chapter 28, the verse number 16 down to the verse number 20. Matthew 28, the verse number 16 down to 20. The Bible says, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says that after Jesus' resurrection, he appeared to the 11 disciples that he has left behind. So, in effect, Judas has already taken himself out, so the disciples have now become 11. And the Bible tells us that whilst he was here, he told them that when he resurrect, they are supposed to meet him at a particular place where probably he will speak to them. So the Bible says that the disciples decided to go there and meet their Lord. The Bible says upon seeing him, they worshipped him. 
But yet some also doubted. The book of Matthew, whose author is Matthew the task collector, stepped out to validate the deity, the personality, and the work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it was because the people of Israel had a difficult to accept Jesus. They did not believe in the things he said, the claims he made concerning himself, and particularly the fact that he claimed to be the Son of God, to them was blasphemous and could not just believe it. So Matthew tried as much as possible as he can to use the Old Testament prophecies and declarations to speak to the people of Israel, pointing Jesus as the true Savior, the true Son of God, the true Deliverer of Israel. Hallelujah. Yet, I believe probably some believed and some did not. But the, the one that validates all these prophecies and declarations and sayings about Jesus has to do with his resurrection from the grave. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Because while he was on earth, he said many times that he will die and on the third day, he will resurrect. So, if he has resurrected, it proved and validated who he said he was. And what the Bible declare or the prophecies in the Old Testament that were made concerning him. Hallelujah. For instance, when you look at Matthew chapter 12, the verse number 38 to 40, I read from the NLT. The Bible says that one day some teachers of religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, Only an evil and adulterous generation will demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is a sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Hallelujah. So this backtracks my point of the Pharisees and the people of Israel and the leadership of Israel not wanting to accept and believe Jesus not wanting to even believe the prophecies that were made, the declarations of prophecies that were made in the Old Testament concerning the same Jesus. So when Jesus arose from the grave, he proved to the whole world and confirmed the Old Testament scriptures and also his own declarations and pronouncements he made that indeed, he is 
the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. That indeed he is the savior of the world. Hallelujah. That indeed he is the son of the living God. That indeed he is God. Hallelujah. And by this gave the, the, the disciples that courage and that boldness. It strengthened them to go to everywhere and to declare that indeed the man that was crucified, the Jesus that claimed to be God, has indeed validated the words he spoke and the prophecies that were made concerning him. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So by this command, Jesus told them they have nothing anymore to be afraid of. They have nothing anymore to prove to anybody. They have nothing anymore to argue out with anybody. For he has given them the proof. And in various scriptures, the Bible indicated that when Jesus resurrected from the grave, he showed himself to many other people before he was ascended into the heavens. Hallelujah. So, on the basis of that, for the scripture we are reading in Matthew chapter 28, the verse number 16, Jesus says to his disciples, which includes you and I, to go ye and preach this good news. Hallelujah. And this good news must be declared and be made known to everyone. And what is the good news? The good news that the Son of God or the Son of Man came to die for the sins of mankind. That he who said that he is the only way, the truth, and the life to the Father has indeed validated his claim. Hallelujah. And that he is no more dead, but he is what? He is alive. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. He who says that through him, Men can have life and have it more abundantly has validated that claim that today anyone who indeed believes in him shall indeed have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And therefore they have nothing to be afraid of. They have, they have, they have nothing to be shy or ashamed of because it is real. Jesus lives and lives forevermore. Hallelujah. So, to his disciples, they are to go everywhere and make this declaration, make this claim, and he calls it the good news, share this good news to everyone. That they that believe will not perish, but have everlasting Life. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. What effect does it have with us today as children of God or now the disciples of Jesus? Jesus has instructed the eleven to go. He equally instructs you and I to go. Hallelujah. Not too long ago, I think a week or so ago, we celebrated the death. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. We were all here. We heard the words of Jesus. We heard the seven last words. 
We heard how Jesus suffered and died for our sins. And we came back on Sunday with branches, with white clothing and all of that. For what reason? To celebrate the resurrection of he who died and, re- and, and resurrected again. Hallelujah. We came to also back it with our action that we believe that indeed our Savior has not or is not in the grave, but he lives forevermore. Hallelujah. We came wearing white because we believe the testimony of the word of God. We believe that indeed Jesus is alive. And is alive to give life and give life eternal to anyone that believes. Therefore, it is good news that must not be kept within us alone. Hallelujah. It is good news that many others must equally hear. Hallelujah. The good news is not preached by we celebrating Easter every year and then. It does, it, it, it does not go out by we wearing white white to come and sit in church to celebrate the resurrection. That does not promote the good news. The Bible says that they are to go. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. If we believe that indeed Jesus resurrected and believe that indeed he is alive today and believe that indeed he is who he claims to be, then we have the good news that needs to be shared to all people. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. To everyone. According to the Bible, the Bible says that everyone must hear this good news. Men, women, children, the disabled, the prisoners, the sick, the elite or the educated, the non-educated, the taxi drivers, Every human being must hear this good news. Hallelujah. Because it is only through this good news that men can be reconciled back to their Savior. There is no salvation anywhere than in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So Jesus bid them to go to all the world and preach this good news. And baptize them who receive him and are saved. But he says that, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. And the Bible says that these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak a new language. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And they will drink anything poisonous and it won't hurt, it won't, it won't hurt them or it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they shall be healed. At Jesus' resurrection, he declared that all authority has been given to him. Authority both in heaven and on earth. He declared his power over all things, but yet delegated that authority to you and I, being his disciples, that we will go all out and have dominion over the forces of the earth, 
over the powers that be, over kingdoms and nations, subdue, change culture, change behavior, change attitude, actually domesticate the world to conform to the culture of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. That was the authority given to us to go and make the world a better place. And that good news must, of a necessity, go. Because there are many people who are dying and going to hell. There are many people who are perishing. And as the Bible stated, to them that believe they shall be saved. But they that refuse, they shall be condemned. And it doesn't change anything. It doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter how educated they are. It doesn't matter how rich and powerful they are. It doesn't matter who they are. Until they get hold of the gospel and receive Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior, their place of destiny is damnation and hell. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. It doesn't matter how far they have traveled. And how wide they have, they, they, they are, they are, they've, they've been educated. Hell is their place. And I believe that none of us, particularly our loved ones, our close friends, the people we cherish, none of us want to see them in hell. And most of the time when we talk about these things, sometimes probably the reason why many of us our heart does not beat. is because we don't see the importance of it. Sometimes we believe that everyone is okay and everyone is going to heaven. By what yastic and by what statistics, I can't tell. But I also get surprised why we are so quiet and comfortable. Hallelujah. Particularly when we know the need for this gospel. And I want to share a testimony before I continue. So, in trade fair, we do um, what we call the evangelistic service from time to time. And in two occasions, so I'm sharing one testimony and I'll share the other. The, we, energy, we encourage the church members to invite somebody to church. And we told them that it doesn't matter whether the person goes to church or, or not. Still invite the person to come to church. So there was this young lady in the church who invited her classmates. So they were, they were in a tertiary. So invited her classmates. And the young man came to church. After church... The young man surrounded his life and gave his life to Jesus. But after church, he came to shake my hand and said, he wants to talk to me. So I gave him audience and we sat down and he started talking. And he said that he's really thankful for this invite because it has changed his life. And what was the reason? The reason was that he said, and actually, the lady that invited him also testified that he's an elder in a church. I don't want to mention the name of the church, but he's an elder in the church. 
But the truth of the matter is that even though he's an, uh, an elder in the church, he's an occultist. And that he deals in occultism. So, and he's been in it for some time. And shared and showed us signs or marks on his life to testify that. One testimony he shared was that, so in the school where he is, there's also another occultic guy, or the person who actually introduced him into occultism, came to a time that he became jealous of him. So he decided to take his life. And so he wanted to preserve his life. He means that he, need, he needed to have more powers, more than the one that engaged him in the occultism. So he went to Inzima, a hunter, to beef up or to, you know, get more powers. So he traveled there. Now when he went, the man that was supposed to do the thing for him told him that the person he's dealing with is a very powerful personality. And so for him to be able to overcome him, he must die. The young man must die before he can overcome or suppress that power. He said it was difficult for him. But he has no choice because his life, physical life, is also in danger. So he gave in. And so he was buried in a coffin and he was put in a coffin close and buried in the, as the Bible would say, in the, in the belly of the earth for one good week. So obviously he died. And then after the seven weeks, after the seven days, the man brought him back to life. And told him that he's been cooked and prepared to go and face the battle. And told him that because of what he carries, he's going to have this part of his hair is going to get rotten. Because that is the source of his power. So he came back from a hunter with a cap. That every day, whether um, sunshine is on or night or whatever, he wears this cap. The people who live with him have asked him a couple of times why he always wears caps, but he says, oh, it is for life, it is for this, it is for this. The other side of the story was that the reason why he went for the power, he was able to deal with the person. But after dealing with the person, he realized that sometimes when he's sitting down, he sees his soul walking out of him and going. Sometimes when he's around, he feels like he's dead. Sometimes he's, he's able to disappear and appear. Strange, strange things started happening to him. So he went back to the man to say that, look, I am now getting scared. And so I don't want the power again. He said, well, if for us to take it away from you, you must. Then it means that you won't be able to live again. You will, you will definitely die. So this man has been struggling with this in a church. As an what? An elder. Hallelujah. And no one was aware. I'm sure there's no occultic person in our midst. Amen. But at the end of the day, he's been struggling with us all this while. So at that invitation, when he came, hearing the good news, he encountered Christ. There and there he gave his life to Christ. The hair that was rotten got healed. As I speak to you today, he's established in the church doing fantastically well. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. 
That is the power of the good news. Hallelujah. The good news is able to save even beyond our thinking and imagination. There are times that we look at people's faces and believe that this person cannot be saved. They are beyond salvation. Jesus said, there is only one thing that can save, and that is the good news. Anyone that believes in him shall indeed be saved. Hallelujah. There was another testimony of another young man that was invited by another young lady. Also another a different time. When the young man was coming, he invited... So the, the young lady invited two, so two brothers. And I remember the, the date of the, when the Sunday that where they were supposed to come to church appeared. The other brother said that he has a place he has to go. And so he doesn't think he can come to church. But this young lady insisted and persevered to convince this young man to come with his brother. So he said, that, okay, if that be the case, when I come, immediately I finish church, I will dash down to where I'm going to go and do whatever I want to do. So they came. As, when they were sitting at the church, as the word of God was coming, the young man was crying. I was preaching and I saw him. He was crying. We didn't know what was happening. But at the end of the day, when the altar call came, they all trooped forward and accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. Then after church, he said he wanted to speak to me. Then what was the problem? He said that, so this is my brother. I came with my brother. And I told the young lady who invited us to come to church that I have a place to go. But he insisted I should come first. Where I told her I was going, I, was, I have been asked to bring my brother's picture because I needed money. So the person who wanted to do the thing for me asked me to bring, actually the first was that I should use my mother. And I said, I can't use my mother. So they said, that if you can't use your mother, then any of your family members can do. So he chose to use his brother. So that, the brother was sitting down and he was sharing the testimony. So on this day, I was going to send this, my brother's picture, to the fetish so that they can do whatever it is for me. But this young lady will not let me be insisted that I should come, then after church, I will come. When I came, the word of God that I heard, I have been arrested. The brother was sitting down and was crying. He looked at his brother's face and said, ah, but I've been laughing with you in the, in, the, in the house. We are very close. Do you mean you were going to sacrifice me for money? He said, that was what I was asked to bring. The thing, what delivered this young man was the word of God. Hallelujah. But the story was that the brother that was going to be used for the sacrifice, many of, you have, many of us have seen him because he has shared his testimony here before. And he's doing very well in the trade fair. But the other brother, the occultic or the brother that was going to use him for the lesson, stayed. We were trying to help him. But from time to time, he will go back. Then we'll go and pull him. From time to time, he will go back. As I speak to you today, he's mad. He's mad. I am talking to you about the reality of the scriptures. The Bible says, he that refuses 
shall be condemned. Shall not have salvation. Cannot be saved. But he that believe and receive it shall be saved. Today, as I speak to you, that young man that was going to use to be used for sacrifice has completed his university education and he is now working. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. That is the power of the gospel. Brethren, isn't there a person or someone in your life that have a need for the gospel? Isn't there a person we know that needs to be saved? Don't we have a friend, a relative, a loved one, a work colleague, a classmate, all the people around us, are they really saved? And if they should die today, will they be able to make it to heaven? For this reason, Jesus died and resurrected. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And commands us to go ye and make this declaration to all men, to all nations. Hallelujah. That anyone that believes can be saved. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. You know, God have committed into our hands the propagation of the gospel. No angel or God himself will not come to do this for us. He has included us in his missionary work on earth. If we don't do it, God may find other people to do it all right. But it is our responsibility. Hallelujah. Just as God created the Garden of Eden and entrusted it into the hands of man to care, to cater, to nurture, to bring to bear the godly culture on that environment is the same thing. Jesus came to correct things that were wrong. And have going and trusted that care and authority into our hands. Hallelujah. That we will change the culture of the world. That we will, we will, we will bring the presence of God to our nations, to our homes, to our families. That we will show all men the love of God and the grace of God. I pray that we will not behave like the first human that was created, Adam and Eve, disappointing God. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. But we will arise to be counted. Hallelujah. That we will join in the hands, we will join in, we will join with God's hands to accomplish His purpose on this earth. It is our duty to do that. There are times when you speak to people about reaching out, they tell you, I don't have what it takes to do that. When Jesus was commissioning the eleven, he was talking to imperfect disciples. He was talking to Peter, flip-flopping Peter. Today, Jesus is the Christ. Tomorrow, he will not die. Hallelujah. When Jesus was instructing them to go out there and to preach the gospel, 
he was talking to somebody like John. Who sometimes when he gets angry, wants to call fire from heaven to come to consume people. He was talking to Philip. He was talking to the Thomases. He was talking to imperfect people. But yet still, he asked them to go. Hallelujah. Many of us probably, we are waiting to reach, have a PhD in theology before we can step out there. Many of us probably want to finish, um, stop all our sins before we can step out there. I don't know how perfect you want to be before you step out there with the good news. But probably by the time you finish or completely becoming perfect, every human being living on earth will not have been there to receive our message. The Bible says that God has died that we may receive the righteousness of God. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost in us empowers us to do what God has commanded us to do. You are capable. I am capable. We can preach. We can go. We can share. We can bring them into the vineyard of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. If we should take those of us seated here today, and we should tax ourselves or challenge ourselves, that each and every one of us, by the close of this month, each and every one of us should bring a soul, one soul, to church. I don't know how many we are today, but probably over 30. I'm sure in the next month, this church will have 30 extra souls in this church. True of us. Oh, I said true of us. Is it possible? Is it possible? Can we go here? Can we go and share? Can we double the size of the membership of this church within a month? Oh, your ears is not coming. Is it possible? Then I stand by the authority God has given to me to share the word of God with you. That we are declaring, probably one of us will come, we'll tell him, one soul project. Hallelujah. One soul project. Bring your kind. Bring a soul, and God will bless us all. As we obey the command given to us, may the blessings that accompany it, that we will drink poisonous things, we will touch snakes, we will walk on scorpions, and they will have no effect on us. May that come to pass in our life in the name of Jesus. As we obey the command of God, may when we lay our hands on the sick, may they recover and may they be healed. In the name of Jesus, we cannot be stationed and see these miraculous signs manifesting in our lives. But as we go, the scripture says that they shall accompany us. May the Lord bless this word in our hearts and may the Lord cause us and revive us to arise, to respond to the command that Christ is given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you please bow down your head? I want you to talk to Jesus. I don't know what you heard, but I want you to talk to God. Probably you should ask yourself, when was the last time you spoke to somebody about Christ? Or when was the last time you led somebody to church? The mandate, the command is to you also. He is who he says he is. And anyone that comes to him shall indeed be saved. 
Yet many are dying. Many are going to hell. Will you respond? Tell the Lord to give you every ability and grace you need. Are you waiting to be perfect and equipped? He sent imperfect disciples. He can use you. If he was able to use Peter, Philip, Thomas, he can use you and I also. All he needs is your availability. Tell the Lord, you will say yes to his command. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful unto you today. Thank you for bringing or reminding us of your word one more time. May you cause our hearts to be connected with you. May we see what you see. May we come to terms to know the destiny of man that will arise from our comfort zones and pursue them until they are saved. May you give us that desire to see toward that a sinner is saved as you demonstrated to us whilst you are on earth here. Cause this church, O oh God, not to be comfortable with where we are, thinking that all is well, but cause us to be alive to this great commission. And may we respond positively to your glory and to your honor. Bless us with every blessing and grace we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much.